future trends, deep insights, industry leaders. This is the iGaming Next podcast with your host, Pierre Lindt. Hello, iGaming Intelligentsia. Before we start today's podcast, here is a message from our sponsors. The iGaming Next podcast is made possible with the support from our sponsors at Pragmatic Solutions, leaders in intelligent platform technology. I've been working with Ashley, Lewis and the guys over at Pragmatic Solutions over the last year. And as the early supporter of this podcast, I cannot recommend them enough. The Pragmatic Solutions Player Account Management Platform is an incredibly powerful technology stack for today's gaming business. Their modern modular platform provides all the core services to power your business and their SaaS licensing model allows you to reduce cost and accelerate your strategic goals. Enterprise technology with decades of operational know-how at scale built in. Upgrade your business to the Pragmatic Solutions PAM platform. Visit www.pragmatic.solutions to arrange a platform demo. This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Play, an industry-leading content provider of slots, live casino, bingo, and virtual sports. Pragmatic Play excels at creating an immersive, engaging, and mobile-focused experience for players. With over 200 HTML5 games that are available in all currencies, 31 languages, and all major certified markets. Discover more at pragmaticplay.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Bombay Experience. Defining the future of luxury gaming experiences from digital through to physical. Seamlessly. Flawlessly. Exclusively. Visit Bombay.io. This podcast is brought to you by Playson, the fastest growing digital entertainment supplier for the global gaming industry. Operating across 20 regulated markets and with more than 140 partners worldwide, Playson's diverse portfolio of enthralling casino games, captivating tournaments, and promotional tools are proven to maximize player engagement and retention. To find out more, visit www.playson.com. 2022 has been an exceptionally challenging year for YOLO. Can you just talk about the year so far? Obviously, there was the war breaking out in Ukraine. Crypto has had a difficult time. Yeah. You know, can, can you kind of talk a little bit more about yeah, the I mean, year from your uh, perspective? We start, let's say, Bombay Live December last year. We've launched our second studio exactly in Kiev. And uh, that was December last year. And two months later, the 24th of February, <laughs> the invasion of Ukraine started. So imagine oh all that investment and all that, uh, you know, energy that we had over there. All of a sudden, we had to shut down. Yeah. You know? So that was the first big challenge that we faced. Uh, following that, obviously, we had the evacuation of our stuff. And those uh, local people who wanted to leave the country... Yeah. And we made it a point uh, to take them out sa- safely out of the country during what, while the city was being bombarded. So I must say, me personally, I think it was the most uh, challenging and the most uh, dramatic uh, operations that I've, I've run in my entire career. Because oh my God. You, um, when you have human beings, you know, I mean, you have the life of people and even with, with their kids, they were living with their kids, you know, so... Jesus. It was quite a quite a rare operation 
to take them out of there, you know. And yeah. the, the the situation was so volatile; things were changing literally every few seconds. Wow. So you have people in a van, and uh, they had to reroute the roads because all of a sudden the bridge is closed. <laughs> they face the army; they don't let them pass. So it was. Yeah, we had people that were they had the army about five hundred meters away. There was so you get into that, uh, and you have to take instant decisions. You don't have time to consult nothing at all. You just have to take instant decisions too. So yeah, uh, but over there I've seen quite I've seen a lot the the courage and the determination of these Ukrainians out there. Uh, amazing, and actually I would like to send my uh, big support to our own Takop guy who is still in the trenches there. Really? Yeah, Alexander, he's there um, defending his country, wow. one of our team. So yeah, he's still there. Um, we're all behind him. But yeah, it was quite a challenging thing for us, for Yolo Ventures too. It was a big hit, and, um, and then the war also had an impact on the other project that we had ongoing in, in Estonia. Uh, where we have the Bombay Club and even the Bombay Hotel that are being uh, works in progress, and we put it this way. And the majority of the construction workers in Estonia were uh, Ukrainian nationals. So mm. as soon as the war broke broke up, you know, they went back to their country to defend uh, their, their nation, you know. So we ended up in Estonia, we had a shortage of uh, construction workers. The prices went sky high. Right, it's like doubled overnight. So, kind of yeah, and overnight. So we had—I mean, these projects had slowed down because we didn't have enough. Obviously, there wasn't enough personnel around in the country, so yeah. we suffered that. But overall, what we did is—and the good thing about Yolo is we stepped back, and uh, it would—it was time to regroup and uh, take certain decisions, obviously. Um, immediately, we decided that uh, we suspended the operations in, in Ukraine and we immediately started looking uh, for an alternative uh, location to continue with our expansion of our Bombay Live product. Hmm. Um, so we did that and just uh, this past summer, we opened our second studio in, in, in Poland. Um, and uh, very soon, we shall be announcing uh, another studio opening, uh, another studio opening. So, uh, it will be official in the coming in the coming days, oh. hopefully. So uh, yeah, so we stepped back from from that, and we've grouped, regrouped, uh, and we've taken such decisions. Um, obviously, the land based had to be delayed again. Um, it was basically beyond our control, um, but we're getting there now. Hopefully, two thousand twenty three will be the year where we launch hmm. uh, both the Bombay Club, which is an exclusive club uh, for high rollers, and even the Bombay Hotel in, right. in Tallinn. Right, right. Uh, just to go back a bit again to the war in Ukraine when it broke out uh, last uh, winter. How was it? Can you describe the, um, the, the morning, obviously, when the um, uh, attack happened. How how was that internally in YOLO? And um, when did you take decisions to act and, uh, and so on? Like, how can you describe the atmosphere in the company? Yeah, we, we had a plan before. Hmm. We made plans for a shelter for our staff. So if it happens, if it happens, we okay. had uh, a shelter uh, ready where we had, I don't know how many liters of water, um, food, we had blankets, we had batteries and torches, you know. 
so that if it happens, yep. uh, we were ready from that aspect. And even we had an evacuation plan in place. <laughs> but I must say, respect of how well prepared you are, yes. no, nothing prepares you for the actual horrific tragedy of war. Because it is a human tragedy, you know, literally. And uh, I was constantly in touch either via, via video calls or phone with our guy Anatoly there, who, who heads our, our operations there <laughs> constantly uh, and managing uh, the whole situation, you know, because it's escalated so fast. I remember receiving this call at half three in the morning. And he told me, like, uh, and don't forget, like, four hours before we had a conference video call because there was a birthday dinner of this stuff taking place in a Kiev restaurant. And I joined them via, via video call. Everything was fine, you know, yes. like they're enjoying having drinks, you know. And then it escalated like that. And uh, immediately we had, a, I remember, uh, an, what we call the emergency telegram channel between us, myself. Uh, Tim and at the time Christine also and uh, where I informed them listen uh, the first uh, bombing happened in Kiev and instantly uh, we said let's start the evacuation let's go as planned obviously when we say let's go as planned is <laughs> easy way to saying it but nothing really actually went as planned because you never know it was chaos basically people running yeah. you know just find a way how it's to like my, what uh, Mike Tyson initially says everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face exactly that, yeah. that was the case and one thing I remember from Tim was that uh, do whatever it takes to take our people out to make the keep them safe those who want to leave their country do whatever it takes <laughs> and uh, then when it started you know uh, to take put transport together um, our staff obviously don't forget only women could leave because the right. guys couldn't leave there and um, uh, yeah they came with their kids we had babies you know some came with their pets they only came with a backpack nothing much so I remember we we, 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 we had our first bus which was meant to take the whole group but then while people were coming to the location from the pickup location um, there were air raids, people got trapped in, in subways, they couldn't leave. Our driver got nervous, he didn't want to drive. Oh so God. you had to convince him on the spot to leave. <laughs> and I had to take a decision. Like I had about, I think, 15 people on board. I had others on the way. Hmm. And I had to take a decision, listen, leave with what we have. Oh. And we'll figure out with the for the rest because you never know how long the air raid takes, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And on the way, they're leaving Kiev and they're calling me, you know, uh, we have to change the road, uh, change road because they were planning to go from one bridge. All of a sudden they see it's blocked. Yes. Then you have to find another route. And <laughs> uh, in the middle of air, it's like you're hearing the sirens going at the back. Jesus. You know? And uh, these are women with kids in a bus yes. and cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 was, it was challenging. And then even at the, when they arrived at the border, Polish border. It was a long, massive queue, and don't forget, it was February, below Freezing. zero, below zero uh, temperature. So you have women with kids there. Um, although we gave them some uh, food supplies and water in the bus, but you never know how long the queue is, takes. You know, and they took hours. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was six or eight hours. Yes, middle of the night, and the bus couldn't 
they don't drive through the through the through the through the border. They drop them away, uh, like a hundred meters away, and they have to walk. They have to walk. And then there is the process to 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 pass through the border, and yes. then once you cross the border, then even again the bus, where we sent a bus from Tallinn down to to Poland, to wait for them to take them to to Tallinn, and uh, again. There were, I think, if I'm not mistaken, about 200 or 300 meters to, to get to this bus to these buses. And uh, our team over there, they were so exhausted, super exhausted. Uh, they couldn't, they didn't, couldn't really walk. Mm. And I'm on the phone with them, myself and Anatoly on the phone to encourage them, like, come on, guys, you're last bit, mm. you know, go for it. And uh, then they actually literally carried each other, helped each other because they're super exhausted. It was, I remember, it was about, I think, three or four o'clock in the morning, oh. super cold, you know, with the kids. And uh, it was quite, uh, yeah, quite dramatic, I must say. Yes. And then we had others that we organized other, other trips because we had still remaining people and uh, we couldn't find any transport. Nothing, no vehicles, nothing at all. Yeah. So even eventually we had, uh, we were trying to buy buses over there ourselves. And, yeah. uh, but then we found how somehow or another we managed and uh, yeah, uh it was yeah and the yolo what we did then uh, once they we had our people team uh did a, an amazing job we collected a lot a lot of clothes and toys and nappies <laughs> uh i remember the head office was there was a mountain literally a mountain <laughs> of of this of of the stuff you know and it was amazing it's really amazing and then we provided them obviously accommodation those over there that came from we gave them a job also at, at the at in, in Thailand with an with a neuro we even provided them uh, psychological assistance oh. you know I mean they came from a war zone you know so yes. you can imagine uh, you know not everyone takes it the same way I mean we had cases where you know they were like they just blocked themselves so they were right. constantly going through a trauma you know, so we provided all the all, all that all those services afterwards. But it was, I mean, Yolo. I mean, we were very proud of the family that we have. Yeah, yeah we, we created that, that culture, you know, and that that at that instant really showed the the solidarity thing. Yeah, you know, and uh, both Tim and Maria really opened their hands, uh, like no questions asked, no budgets, just keep them safe, and that's what we did. Nowadays, now most of them uh, went back to Kiev. Others moved on to other countries where they had families, either in Germany or Poland, or you know. But uh, yeah, we, we we created that safe safety bridge for them. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was uh, Mark, Mark Cuban who said uh, during the um, during the COVID uh, crisis, he said that uh, companies' uh, brand perception will be judged based on how they acted during COVID, yeah. and um, you saw at that time, obviously. Uh, some organizations they uh, face COVID by uh, by doing massive layoffs, uh, kind of hibernate, lower the cost, and uh, so on yeah. and so forth. Whereas other companies they uh, chose to safeguard their employees and make sure that they are safe first, and then think about the company second. Exactly. And similar to here, where um, obviously you guys chose to kind of uh, you know <laughs> drop focus on the business for for a little bit to ensure that uh, the employees, the staff, is safeguarded. And I think that uh, at the end of the day, that speaks volume of uh, who you are as an organization. And uh, I think very much that uh, uh, that uh, how companies act during these difficult times uh, really it showcases who they really are. Yes. Yeah. 
because in good times it's easy to uh, to yeah. be good to everyone it's uh, if everything's going great yeah yeah of course you know we do things for everyone yeah. please but when things uh turn against you how do you act then yes and so you should have all the credit in the world for how you no, we all did very well i think um, and we did we really did well and i think it's a we were not the type of company that we put banners on on, on linkedin no. showing solidarity we actually really did it you know yes. um in practice and uh, and I think yeah, and it's it's part of the fund on the creed, the fundamentals of YOLO. Yes, uh, you know it's putting people first. I mean, uh, even nowadays, I know there are some companies who are back really full operations with the studios there, but uh, well, people comes first. We don't, I, we don't ever know when the next missile is gonna drop. You know, <laughs> and I, if it's even chance one in a million, we wouldn't take it to put our <laughs> people in danger. We still have a crew there, um, developers for one of our companies, One Touch there. Um, we still have an office there. They're still operating there, even although now it's quite challenging with the massive power cuts that they have. Yeah. They at the moment I think it's four hours on and four hours off, something like oh, really? that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, there were some difficulties with with uh, even supplies and water supplies. Yeah. So, but they're managing. They're really. That's why I appreciate. I mean, this, this, this tragedy I think really showed how yeah. the, how how determined the Ukrainians are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really go all the way, and they're so proud, you know, and that's what gives us that energy, you know, yeah. to support them even further. It is, if, there, if there is a silver lining to this, and we, we work, our uh, developers are Ukrainian uh, as well, and um, uh, many of our partners and, uh, you know, many of, of uh, the people in us, we are, and um, if there is a silver lining to this, it is the fact that uh, the whole nation uh, has come together and kind of um, the energy that has been born through this conflict is yeah. uh, just absolutely incredible. Even the neighboring countries, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, we Estonia, obviously, Estonia, uh, Poland, yes. last, Latvia, Lithuania, they all together. Us, you know, all, 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 really we're one big massive family, you know, solidarity. I mean, the things we've <laughs> experienced in Poland was outstanding, yes. you know, and even Estonia made it as a country facilitated the way to integrate them as soon as possible, these refugee war refugees you know i mean yeah. they were getting permits like in a few hours and that's it uh, yeah. you know it's really fun. and even nowadays you go to thailand you find everywhere you you do ukrainian flags and estonian yes. flags next to each other you know amazing it's a nice solidarity you know it's like very nice brotherhood yeah absolutely it, it, it's a it, it's a big tragedy but uh, i think that uh, the ukrainians as we go into the next five ten years five ten fifteen years they're gonna come out with so much incredible energy and motivation to rebuild their country and, and make it better than it has uh, ever been before. That uh, yeah. It's uh, inspiring to see from the Ukrainians, for sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, so, Jose, just uh, zooming in on YOLO a bit further, you know, we've been privileged of uh, being part of this ecosystem uh, now for the last two years with Next, and um, the perception that I have of YOLO is that you are in a very unique way trying to build a, almost like a self-sufficient ecosystem within uh, iGaming yeah. with um, organizations and projects uh, and, and companies that, uh, that kind of facilitate the whole iGaming industry. And I don't think there is any other example of any other organizations that are trying to do the same thing to this extent where there's so many organizations that are involved in this uh, ecosystem. Um, obviously, you're kind of in the middle of this project to build this ecosystem. But yeah. can you talk about what, what are the goals exactly? Like, like, do you see this 
do you see what I see as well that you, that there is an ecosystem that you are trying to create with YOLO? And again, what are the goals and how will this ecosystem look like? I mean, do you think? We we ask very simple question, um, which is, what? How can we make the life of a casino manager as easy as possible? How can we make <laughs> his or her life easy? You know, <laughs> and because we put ourselves in in the in the position, you know. And within our ecosystem that we have within YOLO, you know, we have our own B2C brands, as you well know. So we experience ourselves, the challenges the op of a, an operation of an online casino. You know, we know what is required. And so um, we are putting together all the services and uh, that can make life easy for our partners, for our B2B partners. So we have the distribution uh, arm which is hub 88 uh, which is a distribution but again even hub 88 is not just a distributor we're taking even now a step further where um, we have we're uh, going into creating the hub wallet which is um, uh, an online payment system you know so that we facilitate payments b2b payments between all parties uh, you know we automate as much as possible then you have the content part of things. We have our own studios where we can basically develop exclusive games for our operators, exclusive game for operators. We even now, we've just launched recently the Reper, which is uh, a platform on which small studios can build their games on our, RG on our, on our RGS. Um, then we have also within the YOLO, I mean, we have YOLO investments, as you really know, yes. <laughs> uh, know very well. I mean, the, the investments we do are quite strategic. We don't just pick and choose any, 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 other, any other company, you know. Um, we, we always choose, they've done an amazing job where they pick and choose that they fit well within the ecosystem that we're trying to build. So we have like for the likes of, uh, for example, Proto. Proto is a company which has uh, artificial intelligence uh, customer support, which uh, operators can make use of. Those are written our which we can provide them. You know, like we have even a VPN service specifically for VIP players through the company Blood VPN. We even have the banking system through <laughs> through Ames. So all this we have even now investments in, in interactive again for content. Right. Uh, you know, you know, and even Betty Another another service that provides with uh, for for content automation, you know, the, all this all the stuff. So we're building all this eco ecosystem. So um, uh, like a one stop shop basically for the casino manager. Plus Bombay uh, is standing out. Yes. Bombay, our Bombay concept, it's a Bombay experience basically because Bombay is not just the Bombay life life product, but it goes beyond that. Is the Bombay experience is specifically a niche market for VIP players, where we're not just giving them that that uh, amazing experience online, but it's going beyond going to the land-based side of things, an exclusive club for these VIPs, and even now we're at sea. Also, uh, we have this this they can continue this luxury experience. From the hub, hub uh, from uh, from the Bombay, 
perspective, <laughs> we can go into yes. some details later so, on uh, on this. But yeah, this is type of ecosystem that um, the YOLO ventures, the B2B side of things, we're, we're, we're putting together. It's a lot, you can imagine it's a lot of projects going on. Um, uh, it, it's, it's mind-blowing, you know, so <laughs> I have a lot of nights that I can't sleep. Not, uh, I can't sleep because of the adrenaline <laughs> of these of uh, Tim's ideas and the... And, and, uh, is, is, is it a double-edged sword though? Because uh, there's so many different projects uh, within the same organization uh, that uh, are all exciting. But does that also lead you to not be focused on no, no, other projects? Very focused, believe me, yes. very focused. As long as you have the right team around you. You've built, put together a good team. And uh, yeah, we've um, we even re we even recently. I mean, to be more focused, we've recently sort of um, created uh, groups specifically for the online, and another group uh, team for for the land base in the marine. You know, uh, so we're gonna focus. For, we have focus groups. We have a good, brilliant team. I mean, uh, who's handling the the live product? Who's handling the studios? Who's handling the the aggregation side of things hub you know there's one touch the uh, one touch so there's a lot uh, and then the supporting services that we have internally you know the legal team the the finance the the bi uh, there's a lot going on but um, as long as you have the right team together very flat structure uh, but we're f very much focused on being transparent and the high level of communication and that's how you keep on going uh, right. even moving you know full transparent no hidden agendas no uh, no egos yes we leave those on the table and tim, <laughs> tim always says there's no decad policy you know, yes, uh, no decads allowed yeah, yeah no they had allowed and uh, that's and we stick to that you know we stick to that a lot so yeah. so um yeah so what happens when tim comes up with an idea because uh, I can, you know, as an <laughs> as an idea machine that uh, that he is, uh, he comes with an idea. Okay, we need to do this. We need to do that. How how how? What's your first feeling when Tim says, "I have an idea"? First of all, these ideas rarely happen in a meeting room. In a meeting room, we only discuss challenges most of the time. But these ideas normally come up around the poker table. <laughs> Normally on a Friday or any other day that we'll be playing poker, and right. uh, it's amazing how it happens. You know, it's the dynamics how it creates, and you you get caught into this adrenaline. You know, this hype. Let's do this. You know, the the the, the brains the brain waves. I don't know what what comes out of his. You know, and we're exchanging ideas over there. Let's do this, and it will be followed up then within a day or two by either a Telegram channel recapping what we've discussed while playing poker, you know, <laughs> and then we come up with a plan to action them, you know, we filter them <laughs> because there are things we say, okay, no, let's just not, no, let's rethink this. Or, but um, yeah, but it's, it is a, yeah, he dreams a lot, <laughs> uh, but nice practical dreams, you know, and we always then sit down, we put the teams together and we see how we can make it happen in a, yeah, you know, our, our creed, we have, we say, fun, fast, and fair. You know, we have fun. Yes, we're fast to deliver, and we make things in a fair way. Sometimes we say, we change it to fast, fast, fast. <laughs> because, you know, in the, our industry, you know how fast it is. And, yes. and, and uh, the, the thing is, we, 
the projects that we have, we're so be, we are we get so enthusiastic about them. So you can get carried into that uh, drive, overdrive actually, to constant deliver yesterday as much as possible. Mm. But obviously, one has to be careful not to rush things and to deliver in, in a in a timely manner. But uh, yeah, the feeling, the feeling is amazing. I mean, it's 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 super exciting. Whenever we have such sessions, I most probably be I have a sequence of two sleepless nights <laughs> because you try to put things together and then yes. you try to uh, meet with the teams and uh, plan to deliver. Is that the idea behind the business strategy overall? The the addiction to uh, new ideas rather than trying to like specifically create some like very specific ecosystem is it the, the the adrenaline as you mentioned around the poker table you come up with a new idea and then the excitement of creating yeah, we, that idea yeah we, we have an overall strategy you know we have the vision yes as long as these ideas fit within that vision fine i mean we do come with ideas that sometimes are out of the vision you know in our industry i compare a lot in fact last week i've done we have these uh, takeoffs what we call when you have new incomers for the group Yes. And we do these takeoff sessions, and and, and I, I compare a lot with sailing. You know, with sailing, you know, when the change when when the wind changes, you know, you need to, need to change tack. Mm. And in our industry, things conditions change, and you need to adapt. In fact, I always say like strategies and business plans should be always written in pencil, so you constantly change things. You know, but uh, yeah, we have we have the vision there, and we do change plans. Mm. We do. Because that's how in the industry is. <laughs> that's how the industry thinks. I mean, you never know. Things changed overnight. Especially when us ourselves were very, you know, we're very crypto oriented. Yes. And then certain things change in a particular jurisdiction. You know, and you have to adapt instantly, and you have to you have to have the right structure in place to react fast, or else try to anticipate certain changes, and you'll be ready to make that necessary change as, as soon as possible. Right. So that's how we do things over there. And what big fan, believe me. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I've been. I've I've gotten small glimpses into the into the world, and I I uh, I, can, I can agree. It's a it's a fun atmosphere to be in. Um, what is the vision then? The vision. <laughs> well, from from B two B perspective, we want to offer um, quite a wide range of services uh, to all the, our B two B partners in the gaming industry. And we're trying to put together um, uh, financial, from the financial perspective, um, uh, financial services using blockchain technology and, and, and cryptos, even fiat, uh, you know, because we believe this technology is, is a game changer within our industry, especially when it comes to fraud, when it comes to KYC, um, we believe a lot in that, even uh, cost savings because trans transactions, uh, you know, will be cheaper and faster. Um, but also, you know, we want to provide this unique experience. Uh, and that's where Bombay, I think, plays a very big part of it. Where we're creating this uh, exclusive cl club for VIP players yes. coming from either online or even uh, land-based, you know. And uh, we give them this unique experience. Um, that's why we're doing this exclusive club. It's members only. It's not open for everyone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. And if you want to be part of this club, um, yeah, you need to show that you are really uh, worth of being <laughs> part of this club. Um, uh, I've seen the plans of this club and even the, uh, the luxury treatment we give on the 
on our beauty, my colleague, uh, my colleague Anton Jorken, he's, he's head of our, our hospitality, chief of hospitality, yes. and he calls our Bombay boat um, uh, the beauty, you know, <laughs> and he's really right. Um, so, uh, and we're offer, going to offer such exclusive, unique experience for VIP players, which any operator can make use of to treat their VIP players, right. um, uh, both at the club, <laughs> even at the boutique hotel that we're opening in Thailand. Don't forget, this is a heritage site. Thailand is a heritage site. It's a, I believe it's a 16th century building, <laughs> you know, which we're restoring. A lot of work involved, especially being an old property. We have uh, very meticulous work being done over there, being a historical site. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be an amazing <laughs> luxury experience for our partners. Uh, and even we're going to have, even how, how we do things, like we we're going to have our Bombay app where we can, you can do uh, cashless transactions through our, within our Bombay ecosystem, you know, and the club and even in the hotel. Right. So we built that ourselves, our team. We, we try to do everything ourselves. Right. So, so, uh, so I spoke to Tim a while ago and he talked, he told me about uh, his fishing boat. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, boat, that, yeah. that he calls it <laughs> with a, with a hint of sarcasm, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, can you, <laughs> can you talk about how this idea came to be? It's it's the experience, the luxury experience with, with, with what we're transforming on this boat. Um, uh, the player can extend uh, a luxury experience from uh, being treated, have a, let's say, a luxury lifestyle. You know, he has right. an opportunity to spend a couple of days uh, on a luxury yacht uh, and network with other people within the industry. Uh, you know, um, it's currently sailing. It's out there in the waters, it's finished. We've done all the ref refurbishing for, for the boat. And uh, it's out there. We already had our first customers on board. Right. Uh, already there, and it was amazing. Um, they can drink our own Bombay champagne also. <laughs> Which is also the, another thing that you have. It's yes, another you have thing a wine yard. We, yeah, yeah, it's our <laughs> thing, that's another thing that we have. So it's, a, it's about the, the experience, you know. Um, and it's going to extend once we have the club and the hotel ready, also in Tallinn. It will even continue to extend further there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know that uh, the second week of January, I don't have any plans, so I don't know if the boat is. Um, the the uh, the calendar is <laughs> getting quite busy, I must say, already um, for next year. Um, but I don't yeah. know if you're looking for a dishwasher we're, or something. We're, we're, I don't know. Actually, we're planning to uh, stop on the island here in, in Malta. We'll we'll get her here. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, let you yeah, know yeah. about the. Um, the calendar. Exactly. I'm very flexible. Dishwasher. Don't I can, you, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. scrub yeah. the deck. Don't, yeah, yeah. don't worry. I'll yeah, yeah. just, just we'll put do. it out there. We'll <laughs> um, so, so Jose, um, I want to also talk about uh, the live studio project itself with uh, with Bombay. Mm -hmm. um, in the last, say, two years, um, a lot of live studios has been uh, has been launched. A lot of new studios uh, have launched, and uh, I suppose it is a bit of a um, a reaction to the success of uh, Evolution uh, that have grown to become, you know, the second biggest uh, um, gambling company in the world. At some point, they were the biggest gambling company in the world, massive profits, so on and so forth. Um, however, it seems that all the studios are trying to compete with price as their own the USP. And it seems to be difficult for a lot of studios to gain traction. However, um, if correct me if I'm wrong, but Bombay seemed to 
uh, not be focused on price necessarily, but uh, but the the VIP player. Yeah. Can, can you talk a little bit more about what is the um, uh, idea behind Bombay Live Studio yeah, yeah. and how do you uh, s- separate yourself from the competition? Yeah, I mean, Bombay is, from Bombay perspective, we stay away from any price war. It's yes. not our intention. It's not our intention to compete with evolution. I mean, yes. it's not our objective at all. First of all, I think it will be difficult to compete with evolution one, <laughs> with the domination that they have in the market nowadays. Right. But as you rightly said, Bombay is all about the VIP experience. We have network tables, yes, but now we're going to the next level where we brand uh, the product for the operator, specifically for their for their VIP, for their VIP players. And that's why I'm saying, as I said before, it extends from the online experience to the either the VIP, we can treat them at a nice ex, uh, luxury experience on the boat can continue doing that uh, and the and the hotel as a you know as a not a carrot i don't know how it was a, it's an extension of the experience you know and even the club the club in estonia is going to be amazing over there uh, where we can also have private tables over there i mean with even a cigar room or whiskey room you know <laughs> that luxury experience for the vip players that i don't think there's any other company in the industry that provides such such uh um a1 five star or six star um, experience to to, yeah. to such vip players you know so yes uh we're it's a niche market that we're addressing we're focusing on that we're focused on that and um, uh, this is something that will evolve much more further the next year 2023 um so um, yeah now that the first step the boat is out sailing out there and next year we'll add the other two assets out there uh, but this is how we want to differentiate ourselves. It's not about pricing. Hmm. It's prices. I think it's a, to compete on pricing is a very short-term strategy. It's a race to the bottom. Yeah, so and the, for I mean, we, we 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 I don't believe in races because race there's no a race with a finishing line. <laughs> it's a finite uh, thing, you know. Right. We don't. It's a, it's an, a it's a race without a finishing line. Let me put right. it this way. Okay. It's uh, it's about the experience, and I'm sure as the as the coming years, we will continue, and within our group, uh, we'll definitely come up with further ideas how to extend further such experience, the Bombay experience. Um, uh, yeah. You know, so that that's how we differentiate ourselves. Even the training, we we're giving specific training to our dealers, both online and even for the land based. For the land based, uh, you know, to specifically handle um, big VIP players, so yeah, it's very very niche. That's what that's our objective. Yes, yes, yes. Um, scale seems to be something that is uh, important for a live studio to become profitable. Um, obviously, Evolution have ch- have uh, achieved their massive uh, profits by um, yeah. introducing scale. Um, you are focusing on a niche. Um, are are you able to find the good profitability within Bombay without uh, having to focus on the scale? I mean, the scale, this the way, the scalability within Bombay is more in the technology rather than having I don't know seven studios worldwide with I don't know how many tables. Yes. I mean, we we investing a lot in technology here. Yeah? We're going to maximize uh, the potential of the green screen, 
green screen technology, uh, which we shall be soon, which will soon be launching over there. That's the that's the type of scalability we're focused on. Okay. We're not focused on uh, getting properties. I don't know in different locations. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the VIP market is is not the net the type of market size that Evolution is no. is really after, like massive network tables, multi, a lot of tape players with a lot of game shows and that type of thing. The, the VIP players uh, is a I believe is a closed, quite a unique group of people uh you know and it doesn't go into the i think thousands of players <laughs> you know it's a quite a unique group we know what they need we know what their requirements are we're gonna make their life easy to play and entertain themselves in a luxury way it's a interesting yeah point for sure. Yeah, definitely come uh, coming into the scene with a with a different idea than uh, than most other live studios, which is uh, interesting to see. Uh, Jose, we talked in the beginning of this podcast of uh, the fact that 2022 has been a very challenging year, mm. and the crypto markets have faced massive headwinds, uh, of course, as we know, uh, during the year as well, uh, with a few collapses of some exchanges. Uh, last week, FTX, of course, uh, yeah. fell apart, and uh, this has kind of ripple effects uh, through the whole uh, crypto ecosystem. Uh, has the um, uh, and, and, and at the same time, obviously, uh, uh, YOLO and its uh, mission is very centered uh, around the crypto ecosystem to some extent. Right. Uh, has this uh, presented a lot of challenges to you guys uh, during the year? I mean, I wouldn't say challenges. I think this thing that happened in recent days with the FTX, first of all, it's not about, it's not a crypto story and it's not a blockchain story. These are a couple of, a group, small group of fraudsters, to my yes. knowledge, to my, in my opinion, they're fraudsters who made, who used crypto yes. to fraud people. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, this, this unfortunate event that happened to FTX sent out this, uh, basically eroded the trust yes. that all of us and all, all the crypto industry has been building through the recent years and uh, it should not stop us i know for sure that the crypto industry now should go into a rehab period <laughs> to go to a cleansing part of thing and get rid of these individuals and these speculators that are damaging the industry because the industry as such crypto and blockchain you know once you one understands the benefit the, the 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 utility of it it will make life much so easier for everyone and i'm not talking only about the gaming industry in any industry okay recently we've seen stories for example in lebanon you know and even certain countries in africa where thanks to blockchain and crypto people who are suffering due to the traditional economy traditional finance practices thanks to crypto now they're getting back gradually to a normal life you know so by using cryptos, uh, you know, so what I'm seeing is now the industry, uh, it's good on a hindsight, it's good that this thing happened, mind you, because it gave a shake up. We know there are these worms and, and it's time to clean. So that's why I said we need to go to a rehab here, regroup 
and as an industry um it's a matter also of time to educate more people in fact even yolo for example we have this learncrypto.com it's a free a website where one can log in over there and and learn more about the advantages and the benefits of this industry you know it's time to educate more people even within the industry uh what scares me i think over here is that i think this is gonna push or it's gonna speed up things to regulate more the crypto industry and I think there should be lessons taken from the gaming industry because as we all know, like mind you, I'm all in for regulation. But then over-regulation suffocates that respective industry. And we've experienced that in, in, in gaming, especially in Europe, yes. where the, reg the legislations were drafted by people who had no clue or as didn't know the dynamics of the industry and unfortunately the industry suffered from that and what i'm scared of now is that uh same thing might happen in in, in the crypto industry but i believe that the because of the nature of blockchain and, and crypto because it's a very the, the the concept of a decentralized financial system you know and this the decentralized system over there the code the actual code of blockchain and self-regulation will supersede what us humans do on a piece of paper, you know, because the way blockchain works, I mean, you can't mess around with the code. <laughs> so as it is, you know, if, for example, this FTX thing they had uh, within the, uh, within the, within the, uh, being, a, it was done as a centralized system, right, which goes against not aligned with what uh, blockchain does you know blockchain is a decentralized but they've done way like a normal traditional bank does you know yes. or they did one with the token they misused yes. people's money you know that's uh, very traditional financial so although they use crypto and blockchain they basically use traditional way how to fraud people you yes. know so um uh, if they had done for example introduce fops you know for our uh, 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 proof of exposure, you know, and the code limited that, for example, you can uh, the exposure cannot go further than five percent of ten percent of your of your portfolio. You right. know, that would have saved all yes. this hassle, you know, or even segregated the players' funds, not mixed fund players' funds with with something else, you know. Exactly. And if all this that is in the code, you know, all this would not have never happened, <laughs> you know. So I think now the crypto, I think we need to do, yes, this rehab period. It's going to be, I think, a tough winter. Yes, there might be people who lose, have, might have lost some trust in the industry. So there might have might be some shortage of liquidity into the system. And maybe even prices might go down. But listen, this is a long obstacle race. During this race, a lot of people joined in because of the hype. Now, most probably we have less people involved but at the end of the day the price the end price of this race is still this nice big pot because yes. we believe in it and it's here to stay I, I, whatever they do it's here to stay this 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 text technology is going to be a game changer to the gaming industry and to the financial services and especially now we, we see the financial turn that is go worldwide at the moment you know this is going to be game changer I know most probably people from 
certain institutions are going to use this excuse of FTX, you see? We told you so, you know, you can't trust crypto, you can't block blockchain. But it wasn't about blockchain or no. actually cryptos at all. <laughs> they used, they masqueraded, they covered up, they used that as a, an excuse yeah. to, to fraud people. You know, but nobody messed around with any blockchain code here. No more the players mess around with cryptos here. So, uh, exactly. But they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna use that. But that's why we need to regroup and get away these skeletons from the closet, clean up, and educate people. Educate people. And we at Yolo, we're really, really, really pushing for that. Even whoever joins the group, we uh, it's part of the process. Um, again, learn crypto is out there. Learncrypto.com um it's free uh people can go there and, and learn about the benefits in, in real life real life it's not about coding blockchain it, it's more about the practical utility yes you know um yeah. it's like when we use our we use telegram we use all these apps but we don't know exactly how the software works at the back no, we, we don't, don't need to know that we don't need you need to see the utility <laughs> how it's going to make my life easier and yes. that's what it's all about one of my favorite quotes from Agipinex Valletta a month and a half ago came from Tim himself in a panel that he participated in where he said, uh, blockchain is not a transaction method, it is a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that quote and it just, wait a minute, what does he mean yeah. by that? The more I thought about it, the more confused I got, but also the more I liked the quote. I don't know, it was something magical about uh, that that I really... Uh, yeah, it, is, it, is, it is a state of mind, because when you, when, when you understand the potential of this technology, even in conjunction with what's coming up when, it, when we talk about Web3, you know, um, this is going to change literally societies, the way we, do, we, we, the way we live. Nowadays, you know, we, with Web2 that we have at the moment, I mean, all our data basically is, is managed. What we feed into the web is all managed by these big, big enterprises, you know, big, big companies. Web3 is going to change that, where people will be more in control. Yeah, you, you decide. Yeah, it will be more in control. And blockchain industry basically can eliminate corruption, fraud, simplify KYC processes, eliminate middlemen, eliminate the speculators that we have around because what we've seen for example 2008 you know lehman the the, the, the lehman story you, you know what happened all that collapse you know yes. and what ftx happened mind you, is very similar to that with the with the main difference that governments at that time used people's money to bail them out mm. well in this case not you know yes. it's, it's not the case but the, the blockchain uh, can eliminate all this stuff you know and there is proper democratic uh, processes in each and every state, in each and every country. And where the people, I think, will have a better voice, will have, will build more trust into the system uh, nowadays with this technology. That's why it's going to be a game changer. It takes time, mind you, because it's a change of, it's a change of mindset. It's a change of mindset. Don't forget, we've been so many decades, decades, knowing this traditional way of how to do things, especially in the financial world, you know? Uh, but now it's it's time to uh, go to the next level. And that's why we always say these are exciting times. Mm. Living in this period, <laughs> being involved in companies, involved in such technology, for me, it's mind-blowing. Yes. yes, it's challenging. We're going through this challenging time, but it's a process that we have to go through. And I'm super, super sure and adamant that uh, this is going to definitely, for future generations, 
it's gonna be a life changer for sure even <laughs> in our mind you in our lifetime because we're not talking here a century down the line no we're talking about a few years down the line here so brilliant uh Jose, a last uh, question for you here today um what will Yolo Group look like in, say, five to ten years' time, do you oh think, God. with the explosive growth that you're seeing? Now we're trying to look in the, into the hourglass uh, uh, here. What do you see in the future? Well, I will need to dig more into Tim, Tim's brain here. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, definitely. Um, I think we're going to be one of the main players. And we are already are. We are already there. Um, uh, main players of the within the gaming industry, but it will expand further than that than gaming. We always love to disrupt the status quo. We always try to put the right people together to constantly innovate, to do things differently in the right way. Um, uh, and I think the blockchain and Web three, we will be. I believe the main organization, the main uh, ecosystem that's going to make a difference. I think we're going to be one of the leaders for sure. I won't say the leaders because I hope there will be others to join this journey. We don't want to be on our own here because we want a healthy ecosystem here. We don't want to be exclusive here. So, but uh, definitely um, YOLO, YOLO Ventures, for sure, uh, will be one of the main players in this uh, life-changing technology, for sure. Being it gaming, being it finance, um, uh, yeah, will we'll, we'll definitely be one of the four at the forefront. Yeah, you yeah. know, Tim, definitely gonna we're gonna have have to play a lot of poker hands for sure to, <laughs> to figure it <laughs> to, out to to figure it out. But we're we're on the right track. Absolutely, we're on the right track. So definitely, that's where we want to where we want to be there. We want to be one of the major players out there that make a difference. Absolutely. And uh, 1997, Steve Jobs uh, he launched the marketing campaign after relaunching Apple uh, called uh, "Think Different," yeah. classic uh, campaign. And uh, obviously, Apple came from the side uh, trying to innovate in tech. And uh, if there is a comparison within the gaming industry uh, to what uh, Apple did and how they established themselves in the tech industry, yeah. I think it is. Uh, uh, Yola Group, who is trying to do things uh, different yeah. in this industry. So, uh, thank you so much, uh, Jose, for uh, giving us your time today. It's been a pleasure and it's uh, fantastic to work with you guys overall and um, keep innovating. Yeah. Thank you for having me here, having me here. And mind you, well done for the new studio here. It's, really <laughs> it's very cozy here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. really nice. Well done. Thank you so much, Jose. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>